We're not here to talk political or talk anything like that. We're here to take you, give you a little break from the real world. And I guarantee you, given the things that's been happening in the past few days, you're going to need a little time. You're going to need a little, all the breaks from reality you can get. The time is still dab o'clock, though. You allow me to welcome you once again to a little late night Reddit reading here at Fat Dabs in the morning. Build us up. Little bonus track for you today. I'm having fun practicing and see if I can do something different out here for y'all. Quick Saba Saba to all y'all out here tonight. You know who it is, the original Gerudo. Saba Saba nigga. Coming by way of Hateno Valley. Who knows where I might be to who knows where I might be next? Be next. Might might visit Termina, the Romani Ranch. Who knows? But as of right now, it's nice out here. It's very nice. I'm sitting out, sitting out, chilling out here. Coming straight for you from Van Naboris. Chilling right out here, just dead out in the middle of the Gerudo Desert. It's a crescent moon, lovely eclipse, and everything is lovely. And I hope everything's lovely from where you be in tonight. But as a special request, we've had a special request. I've had a friend of mine, longtime listener. We ain't been on that long, so he's been a day one. I'll take that. Appreciate you. But he came up with someone, but he asked me to do some Reddit tales tonight from the subject of Tales from a Server. And being that we are both servers, and to anyone else who's a server out there in a restaurant, yeah, my sympathies. One of the most unenviable tasks on planet Earth is serving another human being. Most have all the suggestions in the world for it until they actually do it. It's one of life's equivalents to the old Mike Tyson saying that everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. And I'm not certain if either this will be a fun read or just trigger some PTSD. I might sprinkle on its story of my traumatized from serving as well. A lot of get the fuck out of here moments. Hey, human brains will be dead out of you. But without further ado... If you got something rolled up, come to him. Got something rolled up, roll that shit up, light it up, and listen along. We gonna have a good time tonight, or you either gonna... It's win-win either way for you. You'll either be entertained, have a good laugh or chuckle, or you'll be high as shit. I don't see a loss. Do you? Of course you don't. (laughs) Got my drink, got my lovely fancy bags ready with the... Fancy bag ready. Let's see who we got tonight on deck. I believe we got trauma on deck tonight. Yes, well, as previously stated, I do name my pieces. One of my favorite ones is trauma. I feel trauma will be very good for tonight. Being as a trauma, I'm probably about to put myself through reading half this shit. <laughs> but without any further ado, let me light this up and let's get started. Start with tale from a server about being served by a shitty server. Not sure if this is the right place. I am a bartender. I have been for 13 years. 
This morning, I go to take my old man to breakfast, a place we frequent at least once or twice a week. The food and service is always great. Today, the food was good, but the server really pissed me off. She walks up to her table and stands about five feet away and asks for a drink order. We order tea and water. She comes back and slams all six containers very hard on the table. As my old man told me to order, she blankly stared at him until he pointed to me. She took my order and then is then left. Barely any words spoken. The table behind us gets sad and she greets them with laughter and warm welcomes. At the stand at their table for five or so minutes while our food sat in the window. She finally brings most of her food except my English muffin. My old man at this point asks for some hot sauce. She comes back with the hot sauce and sets it down. I said, ma'am? I looked at her. She made a head contact and walked away. Keep in mind I work with servers like this, so I feel this dude's pain. When she comes back a minute later with my English muffin, I again say ma'am and make eye contact. Again, she walks away. I try to get her attention again as she passes by and she ignores me to talk with the table behind us. I finally get up and go to the service station to get, get the ketchup I've been trying to get. She never returned to our table. We ate and went to the cashier to pay. She asked for our receipt and reform or our waitress never gave us one. Another waitress walks by and says our server's name in hateful tone. Our server comes over and throws the receipt down, never making eye contact, head down, and walks away. At this point, I'm like, no. So I inform the cashier of what happened and let her know I frequent there often. The waitress said her name in a hateful tone, nodded, and agreed. I said I always tip well, normally 40 to 50%. The hateful turn silver concurred. I left our waitress a $73.73 cent tip. Yeah, yeah, I wish I thought this dude actually left $73 for a terrible service. And left. Am I an asshole? Yeah, nah. Nah, bruh, you ain't. Sometimes some people... Sometimes people think he's serving people is easy, but you still gotta have a personality. You don't get don't people don't throw you money just to suck at your job. Especially if your job is is interacting with people. If you can't interact with people, review this probably ain't for you. But let's move along here. See, this wasn't as traumatic as I thought that would be. Tales from a what 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 the fuck? Oh, this is I can tell this is gonna be fun. Might just need a little more hit of you right here. Tales from a COVID. 19 positive server. I've worked in the service industry for 15 years, and I've never experienced something like a pandemic. Getting shut down for two months, we work in a cash and hand job could be devastating. Added to that, I had just returned from a six-week unpaid maternity leave after having my son. 
The restaurant I worked at for five years decided not to do any, not to not do carryouts because it wasn't in their best financial interest. Lucky us. <clears throat> at first, I panicked. I had just built my savings up for my son, and I was going to watch it disappear. I broke out my credit cards that had just gotten paid off. I hit up my mom for backup just in case I needed it. My boyfriend, also in the industry, did the same as we planned about what this could mean for our family's financial future. I started applying for assistance. Unemployment, local server aids, donations, bar employee funds, etc. I calmed down. I realized unemployment would pay my bills and what would I be spending money while be stuck at home for the foreseeable future. I started to enjoy my time off. Our son was now two and a half months old and it was an absolute joy to be around. I got to watch several of his first, first time rolling over, first time grabbing at the hanging toys on his play gym, first time he giggled. I landscaped our backyard, started a vegetable garden, and repainted the living room. We got to enjoy time together as a family, something we, something we never got when I worked day shifts and he worked nights. I was actually kind of loving this lockdown. Then I got the call back to work. I was not excited. He basically left us high and dry with a good luck after the shutdown. And now that they've received, now that they've received the PPP loan, we all had to go back to make less money than we made before the shutdown, all while risking our health. I was given the option, because of my baby, to not come back. But I would most likely not have shifts to come back to once we reopened completely. I had a good thing going at the bar. A great schedule that could make that made great money and worked out perfectly with my significant other's schedule. How could I say no? Fast forward to being open to a 50% capacity for almost a month. Customers are pissed they can't do what they want. They wanted to be able to mingle with strangers like they used to. They wanted all the bar stores to be open except instead of the 12 that so we had spread out. They didn't understand why the perfect table under the perfect TV was unavailable because diners had to remain six feet apart. Uh, I'm get, getting real too familiar, story to Reddit person. They bitched when they couldn't figure out how to use the QR code for an electronic menu. I got daily remarks on wearing a mask and gloves. If I had it my way, you wouldn't be wearing that stupid thing. Are you even smiling at us under there? No. No, no, we are not. L let me clear that the fuck up right now. No, we are not. I can't hear what you're saying under that stupid mask. 99% of the time, that is a good thing. Allow me to assure you. Why don't you just take the thing off and give me a smile? Yeah, no. I went from pissed to frustrated to resigned that this was just how things were going to be. As with a lot of industry people, I contemplated a job outside of it. Customers came back from this lockdown rude and entitled. Maybe I was different too, after realizing what it's like to not work with people every day. Then I got coronavirus. I have not done anything but go to work and go home for the past month. I don't even go to the grocery store. 
I get everything delivered to do curbside when possible for the sake of my son. My boyfriend is the same. His bar was too small for the occupancy limit, so they were still doing curbside carryout. He hadn't even been around customers in three months. If I had to... Three months. If I had to have gotten it from work, even after all the precautions we were taking. My job made a Facebook post announcing a team member testing positive and their subsequent closing for five days to deep clean. Then came the comments. People absolutely panicking that they could have possibly been served by someone with the dreaded COVID. Were these not the same people that demanded to have restaurants and bars reopened so they could be confined in a building with 50 plus strangers? How could you let someone work with a fever of symptoms? How could they possibly think they're not dining out near a table con containing an asymptomatic victim of the Rona? Can you tell us who it was? When were they serving? What shifts did they work? I was there June 5th at 2.12 p.m. and our server had... Doesn't matter if I served them when one or... Doesn't matter if I served them when one or more of my 20-plus co-workers could have been infected without knowing it? I've been cooped up at home, fighting off a cough, tight chest, and sore throat with my significant other, who luckily tested negative. Staying with our baby at a mutual friend's Airbnb, just absolutely festering over the audacity of these people. You wanted restaurants open in the middle of a pandemic and then are clutching your pearls at a staff member, who absolutely did not want the place to reopen, mind you, caught it. It floors me that, if I, that I had yet to see a customer come in with a mask or gloves, and then they're absolutely gobsmacked that they could have caught, possibly caught it by anyone in that place. Let's see, let's see here. Ah, here we go. One of my coworkers told me that she'd been getting texts all day from friends they want that want to know who the infected person is. Mind you, these are people that haven't been and even set foot in my restaurant or seen me since the lockdown began. Why? So they can spread it around to our close-knit industry friends? I feel like I have an STD. I had to talk to the health department and trace my steps. I had to inform anyone I've come in contact with for more than 10 minutes. I had to tell one of my significant other's best friends about about to start off a full-on physical fight because significant other doesn't want friend to tell his family members to get tested since significant other stopped by their house three plus weeks ago. My sister can't work at her job for two weeks because she helped watch our son when we were at work. My fellow co-workers are off work, once again unpaid for the same amount of time because they were exposed to me. The whole thing has made us feel like pariahs. If I had a normal job, I'd be home from work and not risking my, I'd be working from home and not risking myself. Why do I have a job where I even feel like I'm risking myself? I'm not an emergency responder or a healthcare worker. I'm just a chick that works at a bar. Does anyone else contemplate finding a different occupation? So many fucking times. Allow me to allow me to assure you. And during the COVID nineteen, during the pandemic, a lot of people did. 
They took the time, found something else to do, studied up. Studied up, found a trade, found something online, and figured something out to do. But continuing. Is it just me that this that feels this frustrated with our industry? No, no, it's not. I knew the risk when I signed up for it. I've had injuries where I can't work and haven't been able to make money. I used to love the flexible schedule, the quick and easy money, and being able to have such a social job. I think what makes things different is knowing not only do the customers view us as expendable, I think most of them always have, but our government does too. TLDR, coronavirus sucks, but customers sucks more. Yes, yes, they do. Yes, they do. Even the ones that tell me good, sometimes y'all ain't shit. And you know you ain't shit. But goddamn. Let's move along here. What else we got here? Tales from a Lowly Server, Part 2. Let's see here. I'll do a quick too long, didn't read, don't read buff backgrounds as I explained it all in my first post. I work at a somewhat fancy steak place where my corporate policy is give the customer whatever they want so they leave happy and don't complain to corporate. Kinda puts managers in a tough position. All day, all day they usually choose to take the easy route even when they do not have to. So let's drop in folks, it's a quickie but the rage levels are spiking with this one. I had two ladies, mother and daughter, sit in my section one night. Medium busy, so I wasn't stressed. The mom orders our lobster appetizer. She gets it. They start eating it. I go to check on them. She complains to me that it seems like there isn't enough lobster meat in their appetizer. FYI... The happy is literally only pieces of lobster meat cooked in garlic butter and a heap of cheese. So, like a good little dog, I go and fetch my manager. He goes, talks to the table, comes back and tells me he's getting them another lobster appetizer. Fair enough, whatever, I don't care. They completely demolish both happies, get their mains, and finish those too. Then comes the bill. The mother tells me that the manager said she wouldn't be charged for the appetizer. I tell her, yes, yeah, she wasn't charged for the extra appetizer that they inhaled. She complains further. So I go to talk to the manager. The one who originally dealt with her has already left by this point. So I go and speak to the GM. His solution? I'll just promo jump both of them. Let's just get her out of here. So they get two free appies that they demolished for no other reason other than they thought there wasn't enough lobster meat. Even though that's literally all the happy is. And the finishing touch, the ladies left a full few coins of changes tipped and waddled out of there before I could look. Of course they did. Of course they did. Yeah, I've had a few of these as well. And I haven't worked, not worked at much lower class restaurants. Some that smell like, some that smell like, oh boy. Yeah, we ain't gonna go there. I'll be nice for now. 
But let me tell you, bro, it sometimes gets better. Some days it it just doesn't. Moving along, moving along. How we looking here? See, we're doing pretty good. We're doing good tonight. Somebody sales. <laughs> Tales from the owner. Oh, fuck. We going from the owner today. Okay, this just looks like it's gonna be real. Damn. <clears throat> Let's see how we gonna go with this one. Tales from the Owner, Volume 3, Following Firing a First-Time Server Just recently, one of my employees quit. I was sad to see him go, but also glad. Almost a year after graduating, he finally got a bite from an architecture firm across the country, and he was so happy to be living his dream. We threw him a big going-away party two months ago, great fun, good times. Well, I already had an appraisement in line who seemed promising and eager to learn. We started the next day. I hate having to fire people. I hate having to fire really nice people. But service is just not her forte. I have her final check cut and sitting in front of me. She's going to get it when she comes in to check the schedule on Monday. I understand the story is probably going to get me hate, but if I figured if anyone would understand my reasons for firing her, you guys will. I will call her Kim. I've tried everything to not have to fire Kim, but it came to a head today. Kim is 19 and this is, his first, this is her first job. Otherwise, I would have let her go after the first month. There are just some of the, these are just some of the things she has done. Tripped over nothing and said hot soup over a regular. She was forgiving, but I still had to comp her bill and then she didn't stay after that. Yeah, pretty sure she didn't. Okay. She has forgotten to do her side work numerous times leading to the ire of my openers. Oh, I've heard this bullshit before. Way more times. Kim has no called, no showed five times. Four of those times because was because she got her schedule mixed up. Again, this is her first job, so I let it slide with a stern lecture. She didn't understand why people were angry. She took a 15-minute break in the middle of our dinner rush without letting, letting anyone in charge know. Twice. She is constantly snacking during her shifts, not even keeping her food in the break room, which I explained to her as a big no-no if we get a health inspector. Clogged the, clogged the prep sink by pouring grits down it Saturday night. It sat there until Monday morning when the next shift came in. What the fuck? Uh. Oh, fuck. You get back here. But yesterday was the final straw. Kim came in 30 minutes late to her scheduled shift for the close. I called her five days ago and asked her to come in an hour early to so another server could take her son to a doctor's appointment. She said that was great and she needed the hours. I reminded her again the night before. 
after she arrived, I find her. I found her sitting in the break room on the phone three times. When there were at least fifty other things she could be doing. Then she brought cold entrees to three tables, leading to one table throwing a fucking fit. Y'all, Ken's a sweet girl, but not a bad person by any means. I just feel horrible for having to to have to fire her and figure this is the best face to vent. TLDR, I hired a girl who isn't obviously having server material. Keep it a thousand with you, Slim. Sometimes it happens. Sometimes it happens. Some are cut out, some are not. First rule of serving, I always say, if you always have an issue or something, your feelings are hurt, go take it to the take it to the blast freezer. Whatever issues you have, we will get over them really, really quickly. Be quick and you'd be amazed how quick a blast of cold of cold wind to the cold air to the back of your neck gets you over your issues. No, remember those who say. I also recall once upon a time working at a working at another restaurant. One of them, and long story short, TL to TL not telling, not telling too much. One manager, someone got caught with, someone got caught smelling like gas after the gig. I'm pretty sure this happens as you're serving. If you're a server, I'm pretty sure this happens hap, happens at your gig as well. One came in smelling like gas, and one manager who I freaking adored, Tweety, I miss Tweety. Shout out to Miss Tweety if you ever hear this. Yet nonetheless, she asked me one day, asked me one evening, if I had to fire how many people, if I had to fire people for smoking marijuana, how many people would I have to get rid of? I recall looking her dead in her eyes and telling her, your entire night shift. From your servers to your cooks to your, I'm not too certain about your dishwashers, I'm pretty certain one, but not the rest. Probably your night maintenance as well. You're going to need an entire new shift. I'm sorry, because in case no one's told you, ladies and gentlemen, sativa and serp, sativa and sativa goes very well with serving. It's almost a fucking necessity. Just know what you're doing. Just know your limits. Speaking of which, we're gonna have a round of trauma right quick and get ourselves in order. Then we're gonna get back to another app. We'll get back to another one and get some more of these stories in order. Just let the beats kick in and let it rest. Let it ride straight off it, straight off of Van Navarus. We'll get back to you.
we're sliding back in. Let's see what we got today. What else we got down here? Tales from servers. Well, we got tales from your opening server. Oh, this ought to be fascinating. Oh, this is oh, this and oh, this sound like this one's about to be real familiar. Oh, look. No day service is the only one struggling. Those are there. Those working in the education industry, y'all have my heart. I see y'all out there. My sympathies as well. Shout out to the Fat Dabs crew out there. Out there, my homegirl Mandy, the guy on the couch, and I. You already know the original God, the original Gorilla Grip God, Sam is Sam. Also, shout out to my shout out to my host, to my nigga, my good brother, your host, bitches. And my other nigga too. And my boy Dre45, Hood Havoc Radio. We try to get you on soon, nigga. We back here at Original Gerudo talking about coming back to some trauma time. Some trauma shit from the server now. This is for my servers tonight. This is a server safe spot. A gateway to a gateway to get the fuck out of here. Lots and lots of get the fuck out of here. <clears throat> just cannabis, just cannabis, not COVID. I promise you. Allow me to set the scene. Since the C nineteen at us, we've been barebone staff, less than half capacity. Our tables were close together before everything. We went from nineteen tables, fifty-two seats, eight bar seats to tables, thirty bar seats, four bar seats. Hmm. It's 11.45 a.m. on Wednesday, December 9th, and it's my first day back after my Monday-Tuesday weekend. Besides one of the other managers who comes in to do cash-outs, I'm the only front of house. I am the host, server, bartender, floor manager, and social media manager at once. I don't mind the extra roles, as it's been so dead with only one or two groups is easily manageable. Before I'm finished setting up or even considering unlocking the doors, the landlord of the location is knocking on the window trying to get their rent for the month. I scramble around the restaurant checking Chef's office, his drawer of everything not cooking related that's on the line, the actual office, the tills, our GM's clipboard, everywhere. Eventually I go out and say I don't know where it is that you'll have to wait, but wait while I do for a text back from the owners. While I'm doing this, customers walk in the door behind me before I have the chance to tell them we're not open. Well, I'm not going to make them stand at the door and wait, so I get them to a table when I finish my setup and get stared down by the landlord. After my setup is done, other manager walks in at noon, when we're supposed to be open, and knows where the red rent check actually is, and of course is underneath the cutlery bins by the bar. Where else would it be? After getting my tables order in and their drinks made, I pop out for a quick vape break, which is what I usually do as I unlock the door. 
I discovered the worst way that I am burning cotton into my lungs instead of getting my sweet nicotine. I walk back in with tears at the corner of my eyes as I hold back the coughing. You know, because. I'm going straight to the bar to pour myself a water from the gun of my current asphyxiation situation, and that's when I found it. A cockroach a little larger than my thumbnail sitting on the soda gun. I nearly grabbed it without noticing. I call over, call over the other manager and say, hey, come look at this. My table is 10 feet away and easily within earshot as I hadn't adjusted the music volume in the restaurant yet. He walks me over, sees me pointing, and asks, what is that? Oh, fuck. In the absolute quietest whisper, I could, sure, I could be sure he would hear. I tell him what it is. I've never dealt with them before, but he has. This is the first one in the restaurant ever. GM and chef get texted right away, and of course, it's an adult roach. And adult roaches will lay eggs. Best cook in the world then walks out to get a refill on his coffee and acts quickly and effectively. Like a ninja to trap it in a 500 milliliter. He later cleanses it with fire. The time is now noon. Things go on as usual, except my poor eyesight is usually as sharp as an eagle's looking for roaches. Everything gets pulled apart and ripped open between lunch and dinner. It's clean. It's now been a while and we determined that the critter hitchhiked in from a personal product. We were lucky to find it ASAP. I wouldn't be sharing it otherwise. I'd probably just be cleaning. What were your seriously not now, mo not now moments in 2020? All of 2020. And I think that was just about it. All of it. If we're going to be honest about the matter. Let's see where we got at. What else we got here? Oh, yes. Take me back. The original Zelda theme. Oh, yes. What the... Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I almost forgot. The music you hear in the background is Zelda and Chill Child track. Love the lo-fi. You come for the good lo-fi. Stay for the good shit. You know what time it is. But moving along, moving along. Let's see what we got, what we got. <laughs> ah, here we go. I would like to make a memoir titled, Oh, the People You Meet, Tales from Your Server. If each chapter were to be titled by the generic name of a shitty customer, what would your custom chapter be? For example, chapter one. The Karen. Ooh. Chapter 316, the church, the church crowd. How about chapter, chapter 11, the reservation for 15? You say 15 because only 11 will show up when they reserved for 15. Let's see, let's see here. Chapter six is chapter six through eight. I'm never coming here again. Chapter four, what's good here? 
Chapter 5, Part 2. We don't serve that, but I got it last time I was here. Oh, and a few other chapters I'm quite familiar with. We know it's not your fault, dear, but we're still tipping you shitty. Yeah, been there. Everything is great. Pay and then complain to the managers. Yep. You'd be amazed how often that happens at Cracker Barrel. Am I the personal favorite? I never complain, but of, of course. <laughs> hmm. Let's see here. From waiters everywhere. Oh, I would oh, I'm gonna agree with this one so hard. This one's to anyone, anyone or any party that actually does this and is listening to this. Don't do this. All my servers out there, please tell me, light one up for me one time and see if you, if you agree with this. If we close in the world at eight, if we close at eight thirty, why in the world would you come with a party at eight twenty-eight? Never mind eight. I don't mind waiting for a table that came in at seven thirty and are chatting until we almost close. But the entitlement dripping off you assholes to come right when we're about to close is what makes me automatically not like you or anyone you're with. You will always be that asshole table, and we automatically don't expect a tip because you clearly have no coof. <clears throat> As someone who's actually worked where at where we've had at Cracker Barrel, yeah, I'm gonna say the, yeah, I'm gonna say the name, work Cracker Barrel. You have two big bitches having a nerve to come in at 9.55 every Wednesday and hold my fucking servers up till like mid damn near 11.30 at night. Night over some turnip greens and turnip green juice they call pot liquor. And try to let, and then go into store, clothing store and lie to themselves about the pants being as big as they are. That's right, I said it. Restaurants, and I agree with this statement right here. Restaurants need to have three closing times. Last seating, last orders, get the fuck out. But moving along. Yeah, I'm just a yeah, I'm just a real people person, I know, ladies and gentlemen. But yeah. <laughs> uh Let's see, let's see. Yeah. Damn, I don't do all that. Cool. 
Sorry about that, getting this in, getting this joint up. Sorry about that. That dab just hit me. That good ass just hit me. Give me one second. Xfinity, your wife. Why are you being slow today? But I ain't really tripping. Tripping is still right here. It's still looking nice. Still looking nice. Love this time to him. Love this time. It ain't too hot yet that you ain't sweating your ass off during the day or the night, but it's just, you ain't risking walking pneumonia out here neither. <laughs> Here's one. Steps. Does anyone wear a step tracker while serving? I took almost 20,000 steps during a double and was curious to see anyone else, if anyone else does this. No, but I've had a lot of customers asking as quick as I move around, ask me how many, and I ask me if I ever did. I've never even given a second thought. I think I'd scare myself if I actually bothered to take a step to actually take a look how many steps I take a day. It'll explain why my legs always scream always feel like they're screaming at me. But enough of that. Here's a good one. Tips for a beginner. I just had an interview at a fine dining local restaurant. I think it went pretty good. I don't have any serving experience, but a manager told me that they have hired people with no experience in the past. They told me that they have one more interview and they will call me on Friday. Any tips for if I do get the job? Hmm. Learn your shit, learn it well. And then... Be so on point and be so on your shit... That when glimpses that when glimpses of the actual you actually come out, they will think very, very hard before they say anything to you. That is it. That's pretty much. It'll keep the money in your pocket and get managers off your nuts. Let's see what else we got here. What else we got here? What's your favorite stupid question a customer has asked? 
On Saturday, I got a good one. We open up at 4 4 p.m. on Saturday, and our sign outside and online says so. I was at work around 2 to get things ready, and some guy calls, and this is what transpired. Me, hello, this is restaurant name, how can I help you? Customer, you guys open in a half hour? Me, sorry sir, we open at 4. See, our customer, are you sure? Me? Yeah. Customer, hangs up. The numbers quick. Oh my god, I'm sorry, I gotta read this one. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. The dumbest question I ever got was the culmination of No, you can't bring outside food in. So, do you have hamburgers and hot dogs? No, we're a Japanese restaurant. But then, what do the Japanese kids say? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Considering I also worked at a restaurant that an old lady called me colored. Yes, that's right. I had an old lady who was looking to give me a tip. But I served after serving her. She has one of my coworkers. As looking for me for a tip, I just stepped out for a second. Come around the corner and it was... And all of a sudden, she was like, they're like, well, who is your server? She was like, well, it was a bald little colored boy. I'm like, what the fuck? Yes, all right. Some old lady just called me colored, and I ain't trying to hear nothing about that. That's just the way she is. You can learn how to escape your grandkids. You can learn how to call niggas colored in 2022. I don't give a fuck how old it lived, or a few years before that. I don't give a fuck. You're old enough to know better. Tangent, not so what? Tangent, not tangent over. Give that to these lovely tales. Chilling in the Korok Forest. Korok won't let me smoke with them no more. It's a private matter. They know what they did. What we got, what we got. Here we go. Here's a sip. Here's some. Let's see here. Let's see here. Need desperate advice. Am I making a mistake? <clears throat> see how we looking? How we looking? We got this. We got this. I'm currently a server at an established semi-fine diamond location. Poor putting on Yelp. Excellent clientele. All that good stuff. I'm averaging about 300 to 450 a night, consistently for the past six months. Am I dumb for thinking about going to a different restaurant where I'm pretty much guaranteed to make way less? Let me see where you're going with this before I answer some questions. Some context. The restaurant I'm currently at is very well organized. The kitchen rarely if ever makes mistakes and the entire staff works as a team. If you need waters on table X or a follow, all you need to do is ask and it's there. Everyone runs food on the way out of the kitchen so it's never cold. Kitchen is clean and the entire back of house is exceptional and professional. Okay, okay, I'm saying where we going? Where else are we going with this? 
However, this is because most of the staff, front of house and back of house, is paid well and is afraid of losing their job. As a result, it's a very strict environment and not much camaraderie. Being in my early mid-twenties, I value that and being able to go for drinks after work and just shoot the shit. Not too much of that happens and it's been pretty boring the last few months now that I've got the hang of it. Am I making the mistake and wanted to either pick up a second job or just work entirely in a different restaurant? I want to work at a more casual location where I estimate I'll make around 200 and 250 a night, which isn't horrible. Please send me advice, fellow servers. I'm a tick. So, pretty much what you're telling me is you're working at a pretty nice place that you're making money. Everyone there is on their shit because they making money. They're making good money, apparently. And when you're making good money and this, that, and the third, motherfuckers ain't gonna try to fuck that up. And management knows when they're giving out good money and people ain't trying to fuck that up. That's when they start locking shit down. Because you're trying to find camaraderie, but you're trying to find camaraderie when the people is motherfuckers are looking at their money. This is business. If you want to do that, knock yourself out. But barely you doing good. Doing good to make less. You're not telling me any other problems outside the fact that they ain't playing. If I'm making money, if it's a place where I'm, if it's going to be a restaurant where I'm serving where I'm making money, I can respect where the management ain't playing. But maybe, but maybe just because I don't. A lot of servers don't buy into the whole friendship thing because of the turnover rate in servers. You can't get a chance to someone you're not guaranteed is not going to be there for long. Very, very long. But sometimes you do. It's the nature of it. It's the nature of the beast. Especially when especially when you spend long enough in the animal kingdom. Even those. Before I forget, shout out to my 25 to life crew out there if you're still out there serving. You know who you are. 25 to life crew. That's the servant night. You know who they are. The ones have been serving way too long. I'm almost there. I would like to be pardoned eventually. Here we go. Here we go. Tipping in cash. I like to tip in cash so the server can decide how to handle it. The credit card slip always has a line to add a tip. I usually write in cash than the total beneath that. Is this acceptable or is there a better way? Yeah, now you good with that. That's perfectly fine. You stick into it and we appreciate you for it. Don't think we don't. What else we got here?
like this is another pet peeve of mine as well. But I know what happens. Parties who order and not remember what you have. What is wrong with you? Little rant, but seriously, is it that hard to remember what the fuck you got? Then they will proceed to tell us what they we got their order wrong. Yesterday I had this group of 10 who ordered a bunch of shit. As I proceed to drop them off, no one remembers anything. And they think we get their orders wrong. My manager comes and handles it, and I whisper to her ear. I don't think they will remember what they ordered. I think I whispered too loud, and the two guys overheard, and this gave a deathly annoyed laugh. Oh, well. Babe, just say you forgot. It'll save us a lot of headaches and a lot of drama. It's not that difficult sometimes, folks. <laughs> I think I can slide one more in here. Let's see here. And here we go. Fantastic last day. We usually see bad stories here, so I'm going to brighten up a bit. Sorry for formatting issues, I'm on mobile. My last day serving was yesterday. I'm hoping to be done with food altogether since I'm graduating college and I got a full-time job. I'm going to miss the money, but I will not miss the toxicity. Anyway, my last day. I was outside on my patio since it was decently warm. Our patio was first come, first serve. We don't take reservations out there. I was expecting to have no business because by 6 p.m. it's getting chilly. But my patio was full all night. I got amazing tips. I got told my told my last table that they were my last and I gave them a free dessert. They ended up giving me $50 and a $90 bill. They were so lovely. I ended the night with $500. That was a five-hour shift. I'm very happy to say I went out with a bang. I'm glad to see you did. Very nice, very nice. Hopefully you get better. Hopefully things work out for you in the future endeavors. Best of luck. <laughs> let's see what we got one more time. I think we was watch uh let's see here. Here's one. Watch the small altercation. I was a customer waiting to order, not a server, so how is this? So I still is the right place. Place is a sandwich soup and a guy was ordering food. The cashier kept telling him there is no cash, no have to so have to pay with card. He still tries, keep in mind this is what I'm this is this is what I'm reading. I promise you. He still tries giving her a twenty dollar bill, so he she says, Sir, I told you three times that you had to pay with a card so he leaves the store. A group of four guys are next to order at the register and the cashier is taking their orders. The guy comes back with a credit card and is now asking her if he can pay now. She lets him pay, but he has another question for her, so she says, after she takes the group order, then we'll help him, but he keeps talking. So she says, sir, I will get to you later. If I have to deal with these people like you every day, I would go crazy. So then the guy stops, he looks to me and says, you can order first, I just have a question. Very minor altercation, but yeah. 
Yeah, very small indeed. That was more minor than it needed to be. But we'll probably read two more. Just give us one second while we get this in order, ladies and gentlemen. I'll be right back with you. And we're back. Sliding back through. I think I think we'll go with a couple more stories for a wrap-up for the evening. About to say, shout-out to all y'all out there reading. Out there listening with me tonight or will potentially be listening with me. I'll, I'll be honest with y'all. Hmm. Let's see here. All right. I, female, rookie server here. I, female 18. Not your storyteller, the Reddit per- the person I'm reading from. The person who's Reddit story I'm reading. I just entered the re- female 18, just entered the restaurant industry, and yesterday was my second day on the job. The place is a very small Latin American restaurant where we don't use trades, we have a very small team. Yesterday, one of the chefs behind the counter tried to teach me how to fold three plates at one, hold three plates at once. And ended up dropping two out of the three right in front of the customers. Luckily, they were very understanding and reassured me it gets easier with time. I knew there would be times going to this that I would mess up, especially that this is my first experience at serving. But, but ow, it hurt my eagle. ego. Guess I'm sticking with two plates for now. Approximately how long did it take for you to learn to how to carry three or more plates? Our dishes are very large, and I would never see our waiters carrying more than, more than three or four. Also, not super related, but I'm not, I am the only person on our staff that doesn't speak Spanish. Like, absolutely zero. I have only learned Japanese and French. A lot of our chefs don't speak English. We had to have a, <clears throat> we had to have a one-on-one conversation yesterday and involved a lot of hand movements. Uh, you're good. You'll be aight. I've dropped plate. I've, uh, if I actually had to repay all the money, repay all the money for dishes I've broken in restaurants I've served at, I wouldn't have shit. I'll be honest with you. It is what it is. But I'm also put the questionnaire in the cup. Put this in the comment. Put this in the questionnaire for this episode. This is for the bonus episode. And all my servers out here listening to us, give listening to us tonight. Give us some of your get the some of your get the fuck out of here stories. I love to hear and read some of your stories out of here. What are we running on? What are we running on? <laughs> All right. I just waited my last table. Maybe ever. If I pass a pulmonary function test Tuesday, I'll be back in the career I went to school for. The funny thing, the business part of my DNA, being back has reminded me I'm damn good. 
Max put me on the floor alone without training based on work with me at another location. And my knowledge of the menu as a customer. I was getting hammered with questions by the kids denied because there are no veterans left. As stressful as it can be, it was a respite I needed. And in many ways, a confidence builder. That I can handle my shit again and after horrendous recent personal experiences. It's almost like serving is the hell that forged me and in many ways enabled me to deal with my career. I was broken by Sauron. Actually, I'd argue my ex and my most recent job were worse. Work up and Sauron combined. When I face the stress test, I will know if I'm ser- if Servigan may have reforged the shards of Narsil into Andro. If Gandalf the Grey had been reborn into Gandalf the White after the fight with the Balrog, who answers to Liz? Yeah, I'm a dramatic nerd. Yeah, I don't get the Lord of the Rings references, unfortunately, but I, I get it. Not to, I understand the drama. I'm not a Lord of the Rings guy. I'll be honest with you, but I get it. Okay, I'm I'm fascinated to see how the fuck this happened. How does dining room manager end up hosting? I'm a dining room manager, and I was told upon hire that I would help with the door. I work five days, and I host four or five days. I'm at my wit's end. The door is my kryptonite. Lately, I'm finding I snap at guests. Where's the bathroom? Right past that gigantic bathroom sign with arrow. Is it windy outside? Bitch, I haven't been outside in five hours. You tell me. I I understand. Can we sit here instead? Jester's a table literally one feet foot away. This is what I have available. Fuck you. Food is the same regardless you regardless you unfortunate earth mongering turd. I'm so over. Yet, I'm feeling the signs of being burnt out so, so much, but I have no leverage. I agreed to help, but what is too far? I could could make more as a goddamn host than any other place, and I'd be tipped out. As a manager, I'm salaried. No tips, and it's it's by no means a great salary. 50k pre-tax. My gripe is that I love the staff. They're the best I've worked with in five and a half years. How do I suffer through? Do I quit? I was particular with my last few jobs, and I just don't feel like wasting my entire summer standing behind a desk treated like shit when I'm a manager. I'm talked to like I'm a moron and wear a bougie tourist trap. 50, bu- 50 plus per head. Help. Sounds like you were more hired as a salary host who helps out by managing one day a week. Yeah, dude, you're a host. Yeah, in case you told you, in case no one's told you, some managers will set you up for failure. 
like the manager, like the actual manager's looking, but I'm gonna go to your manager and just see. Right, see if go and go to the actual manager and see how he reacts to this question. Like, look, at being a manager, I feel I shouldn't be a host. You know, I'm a manager as well. Are you though? Ask yourself that. Are you though? You already know the answer to that one. I'm so you know you do. You know you do. You already know. Ah, here we go. I'll give a cute couple more out of here. Couple more, then we'll be on the way for the night. Let's see here. Get what you give. Co-workers and I are quitting in droves because the owners and manager are abusive, egotistical, money-hungry pricks. We were all hired under false pretenses, and some people were told that there was health insurance. There wasn't. We all got pitched on a casual, lit, busy neighborhood bar. Yesterday at pre-shift, the manager told us very clearly, it's a we-chef-no-chef restaurant. The chef-owner has an explosive temper and condescends, remarkably, only to the female front of house. All, all male employees are duly respected. Anyway, long story short, my co-workers and I all talked to each other and now we're organized and quitting on these assholes. It is so cathartic to watch them all pull empathy and kindness out of their back pocket to try to keep the rest of us as the first wave goes. Just shows they had the capacity to be decent, decent people the whole time. Yep. Yep. Good on you. Hopefully you found a backup before you decide to just walk up out the place. If you're gonna be like, fuck you, if you're about to pull a scar face from half break to just be like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, you're no, 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 motherfuck you, and fuck you, I'm out. Have a backup, have a backup plan to be ready and be have it ready to work before the next day. But nonetheless, let me see if I can pull one more out of here. I'm pretty sure there's something real good. Give me something great. Have a look. Let's have a look. Hmm. Ah. Time almost being stiffed. 
I think this is a good one to end on. Because that's real. We've all been here. Had two couples come in, and from the start, I could tell one of them ladies was going to be trouble. She asked so many dumb questions about the menu and why certain items were put under certain categories of the menu. And you could tell the other people at the table were annoyed of her when she couldn't make a decision. When it came time to pay, she presented me with a 20% coupon for which I took care of. When I brought back the check with this kind of applied, she said she wanted to use a $50 gift card and took me with the remainder, which was $4. I let her know that per her policy, she couldn't use a discount in the gift card. She said, fine. Then take off the gift card discount she'll pay with the gift card. Without the discount, her bill was $8. After the gift card, and her husband handed me a $100 bill. I brought back the change, and they got up to leave. As they were walking out, I picked up the book, and they left. saw they left nothing. My manager ran after them and asked them how the service all over our breakfast was. Said it was great. He proceeded to ask them why they didn't leave a tip then. The couple proceeded to look at each other and play dumb. They ended up leaving a 12% cash tip with my manager. The other couple were nice and tipped me 20%. So I hope this couple was really embarrassed to be at it like that. Number one, I'm going to give you straight up. Your manager's a real one. Your manager looked out. Thought the bitch was going to get away with something. Manager was like, nah, I don't think so. Shout out to your manager for being a real one. Let me see what we got here, what we got here. Let me see. This ought to be good. We'll go with this one. Hell of a hopefully penultimate night. Slow start, then decently busy, but damn. It was the night of every extreme stereotype out there at my sushi restaurant. Dumb rednecks? We got them. Obnoxious teenagers? You bet. People already being drunk, people already drunk being allowed an extra? Yep. But the clincher was a table that was waiting to get into a club. That ordered to go, got drinks, didn't tip. Then plopped down with their to-go order at a dirty table, blocking a paying customer. Then got refills while being extremely, while extremely loudly berating the new guy over. Wait for it. His lack of knowledge about new rappers. If I had to pick one word for tonight, it would just be loud. As I type this, I'm trying to chill with my trifecta while on one side a smelly drunk guy rants over the cops giving him a ticket for pissing in an ATM cubby. And on the other, these two guys are gratuitously smacking their motherfucking lips every motherfucking chew. <coughs> it, damn. My sympathy towards you. And here I am trying to find something to go on on a nice note on, but such is the server life. Come on, give me something good to go out on. 
Let's have a look here. Let's go to the way we got. Something that got nice to go out on, but <laughs> Mother's Day. A restaurant is already messed up, and my anxiety is through the roof. That is all. That's every restaurant. Do, do, do not remind me. Considering that most of the mothers, um, most of the people working on Mother's Day are mothers. But there is you while you're sitting there with your mother at sitting there while you're sitting there in our restaurant in whatever restaurant you're in, drive disrespecting said mother while sitting there with your mother. Showing why showing that she completely fucked up raising you. Do not get this Mother's Day. Do your mother a favor. You don't know how to fucking act. Stay away from them, their family. Give your mama what she wants. Leave it. Get her a nice dinner, nice dinner, nice brunch, whatever. After that, leave her the fuck alone. It'll get you there. The real bad guys. People who don't tip? No. Rude people? Nah. Terrible bosses? Nope. The truth is there that there's a group of people way worse than all of that. And they not only get overlooked, but they constantly get away with their crimes. I am, of course, talking about the pen thieves. Those people that, within a week, cause my pen supply to go from a dozen to four. If I'm lucky, these people need to be stopped. Feel really attacked right now, so we're going with another story. I feel rather attacked. You still ain't getting your pens back, by the way, but I feel attacked. Ah, here we go. A little something positive. We'll, we'll end on this one. A little something positive. My restaurants have been terribly short-staffed and getting busier while I'm also eight months pregnant. So things have been rough lately. I love where I work and the co-workers I do have, but I've been very frustrated with all of it lately. Yesterday, though, a couple of really great regulars we have came in to see me and brought a massive gift basket of baby things. They saw me stop in to work after my baby shower this weekend. I was bringing my co-workers who had to work that day, basically all of them because there are so few right now, cupcakes left over from the party. After I left, they got my registry info from one of my co-workers so they could buy a gift. It was so sweet and soft thoughtful and seriously made me cry. The service industry can be so rough at times. 
but the work can be incredibly rewarding too. It can. Yes, yes, it can. I've had regulars, and I have worked at a place for eight years, and I grew to have regulars who I already appreciated and always loved. They've looked out for me, showed me love, and when I lost two of them, it really hurt. It's like you're losing fam when you lose regulars. And it's rewarding. Like, there are some good, wonderful times in serving. Wonderful times, wonderful memories, and there can be. It's just a matter of where you work and what you do. But with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I think it's time we all to... I think it's time we... I think it's time we turn this in for the night. The night, I see the night getting better. I see the moon, I see the moon getting brighter. I think it's time to take a journey. Take a journey, about to roll one up and see what is it and see where it takes me. This paraglider's get shutting down Van Navarus for the night. I don't know where to go next. Kakariko, Zora. Maybe, maybe I'll wait till it's hotter to hit hit up the Zora bit, Zora domain. Who knows? Who knows? But enough of that, ladies and gentlemen. It's another time. So for the so for me, your storyteller, your original Gerudo. The rest of the Fat Dad's crew. Mandy to die on the couch. The Gorilla Greg Goff. We'll see you another time. Savant.